Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God, God's revelation to us, given to us so that we can know Him, so we can live in a relationship with Him. We're working our way through 1 John and today we're looking at 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 and this is episode 39. So let's read the passage together. We've made it into chapter 5, the final chapter of 1 John. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. This is how we know that we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden. There's not a lot new here. These are things that John has basically already said, sometimes multiple times. But he's reiterating those things because he considers them incredibly important. He's also putting things in a little different order. He's going back and and hitting on things that he's already said, but are vitally important to being a follower of Christ. He begins here in verse 1. He says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ... Stop right there. This is an important thing. Believes that Jesus is the Christ. Because remember, the Antichrists are saying that either the man Jesus is different than the Spirit Christ, or there really wasn't even even a man Jesus, that the Christ Spirit either inhabited the man Jesus, then left him when he died, or there was no man at all. It was just an illusion. And so John's saying, no, 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 you've got to believe in the right Jesus Christ. You can't just believe in some kind of Jesus or Christ or Jesus Christ that you like. You have to believe in the Jesus Christ. Believe that the man Jesus is the Christ. Now remember the word Christ is a Greek word. It means anointed one. It's the same as the Hebrew word Messiah. The anointed one throughout the Old Testament is the one chosen by God and would be anointed with oil as a symbol of their being chosen by God. It was generally either the high priest or the king who was anointed to be the one who served God. And that's where Jesus is both of these things. Jesus is the new high priest and Jesus is the king of God's people. Jesus is anointed by God to be the high priest for God's people, to be the king of God's people. And so Jesus is the anointed one. So we have to believe that the man Jesus is the Christ. And that's the basis of our faith in Jesus, is that he is the one who the Bible describes. He's the the man Jesus, born of Mary and Joseph and grew up and lived a sinless life, and then performed a series of of miracles in a public ministry, and then was executed by the authorities. All this in order to take the death penalty that we deserve on himself and make possible forgiveness for sin. This is Jesus the Christ. Now, even today, people want to change that. They want to talk about the Christ spirit, the cosmic Christ, or talk about the Jesus way, and and they want to leave out the historical Jesus of the Bible. 
And so John said, no, no, this is who we are believing in. This is who we are placing our faith in. Jesus the Christ, the historical Jesus Christ of the Bible. And people that believe that have been born of God. That is, they've come to God through faith in Jesus Christ. Thing goes on to say, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. See two aspects here. Things that we have seen before. Uh, back in 1 John 3.23, John said, okay, there's a command from God to believe in Jesus Christ and love one another. These two aspects, to believe rightly and love. See that here talked about that the, the basis of our love for God is rooted in truth and rooted in love. And the idea of believing that Jesus is the Christ is the truth aspect, right belief, and then loving the Father. And if you love the Father, you're going to love the one born of the Father. So who's the one born of the Father? Is he talking about Jesus Christ or, or is, is he talking about fellow children of God. I, I believe he's talking about both, that if we love God, we're going to love Jesus Christ, and we're going to love fellow believers. John has been hammering that again and again and again, love one another. The evidence that we love God is that we love one another. Well, then he follows that up here in verse 2. This is how we know that we love God's children. This seems oddly worded. This is how we know that we love God's children? Wouldn't we know we love God's children just by the fact that we love God's children? But I, I think he's he continually mixing and, and stirring things here because before he's always been saying, this is how you know you really love God, the fact that you're loving God's children. So now he says, this is how we know we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. John's already said, if you are a follower of Christ, you will be following Christ. You will do what he said. You will be obedient to his commands. That's the evidence that you really do have a relationship with God. That's the evidence you really do love God is by obeying his commands. So by loving God and obeying his commands, that defines who we are, that we are followers of Christ. And if we are followers of Christ, then we will love God's children. So I think he's intentionally mixing things around here. If you love God, you will love God's children. If you love God, you will obey his commands. If you're obeying his commands, it's because you love God. And if you're doing those things, then you are loving God's children. So he's just reiterating again these three characteristics that are essential to being a follower of Christ. Right belief, righteous living, and love. Right belief means truth. We believe the right thing. You aren't saved just by faith. Yes, you're saved by faith alone, but faith in Jesus Christ, the historical Jesus Christ of the Bible, that's what leads to salvation, not just having faith. We can have faith in a lot of things, but having a right faith, having a right belief, truth and obedience again and again and again he said if you love God you're gonna do what God said 
If you love God, you're going to obey God. If you love God, you're going to live in a righteous way. That is, live the way God has told us to live. And then love. He said, if you're going to follow Christ, it's because you love God. You love Christ and you love one another. So these three characteristics, these are the essentials of the Christian life. A right belief, righteous living, and love. Then he sums it up again here in verse 3. He says, "For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. And his commands are not a burden. Now love for God, we're not just talking a feeling, an emotional response. It's also a commitment, a commitment to obey, a moral commitment, a commitment to obey God. And that's what loving God looks like, obeying him. If you won't obey God, why not? Because you don't believe him, because you don't trust him, because you don't really believe he has your best interest at heart. It sounds to me like we don't love him. If I won't do what he said, it must be because there's a problem with my love for him. And he adds, his commands are not a burden. I didn't mean it's like easy. He doesn't mean it's not demanding. He doesn't mean that God doesn't have incredibly high expectations. God does have high expectations. And somebody who is not a follower of Christ is incapable of meeting these expectations. Somebody who's not indwelt by the Holy Spirit, it would be impossible for them to obey his commands. But he says they're not a burden in that they're not oppressive. They're not crushing. And, and that's the difference between loving obedience and legalism. Legalism is burdensome. Legalism is crushing. Legalism does feel like a loss of Christian freedom because legalism is focused on rules. What do I do? What must I do? And what must I not do? It's all focused on rules and, and trying to meet standards versus loving obedience. Well, what, how did John describe that early on? Walking in the light walking with God, abiding in God, abiding in Jesus Christ, abiding in a relationship with God and walking with God on a daily basis and seeking to know him and love him. And again and again and again, what has John said? The primary command is love one another. So his commands are not burdensome. It's, it's not a rule book designed to uh, crush our spirits and keep us under his thumb. It's living as he has called us to live, living as his people, with his people, loving his people, representing him to a lost world around us. The three characteristics of the Christian life, right belief, that is, do we actually believe in the real Jesus? And do we really believe what Jesus said? Righteous living, just simple obedience, doing what he told us to do, walking in the light, and love, loving God, loving Jesus, loving one another. That's what the Christian life is supposed to look like. And we learn that by learning more and more what God has told us 
and walking closer and closer to God on a daily basis. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through 1 John.